Welcome to a special isolation edition of the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. I am joined by my friend, J.D. Lewis. How are you doing? I am alone, but I don't say that for sympathy. The, the prime minister said we're supposed to be alone, so that's why I'm alone. Absolutely. So the conversations that we're having, just to let everybody know, are going to be unedited and we're recording them over the internet. So the sound quality might be a little spotty from time to time, but what can people expect? You can expect, I guess, a few things, you know, hopefully some inspiration. If your spirits need picking up, hopefully we can be that source of inspiration for you and show you this doesn't necessarily have to be a totally ugly, scary thing. Some companionship. Jesus, if, if you need a friend right now, let us be your friends for the next half hour and for the episodes that follow. And finally, hopefully this can be a reminder to you that, you know, something like COVID-19, while it's super scary and, and we still don't totally know everything about it, that doesn't mean it's all bad things coming out of it. Sir Isaac Newton developed his theory on gravity while in isolation and quarantine from the bubonic plague. I'm not suggesting we're going to change the laws and rules of science here on this podcast, but I do think some good can come out of a bad situation. And I think we're going to learn that together. Just want to say thanks to everybody for letting us be a part of your day. And I hope you enjoy the conversations. Hey guys, welcome back to another Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. This is another special isolation edition. I'm here with Michael. He is with uh, one of the owners of the Balzac Craft Brewing Company. How are you doing, Michael? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm good, man. Yeah, all things considered. Um, so first of all, just personally, healthy, like how are you, how are you feeling health-wise? Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, everybody in the family is good. Obviously, social isolation uh, mentally can be taxing, but uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing really well, all things considered. So um, we were chatting before we hit the record button. Um, Balzac Craft Brewing is a family-run business, so you're you're uh, you're in this with your parents, um, and you know how how are they doing uh, through this? They're, they're doing good. You know, um, I, I did a live stream the other night. And like I mentioned on that, you know, when you build out your business plan for a brewery or any business, you never really have a, a pandemic backup plan that you incorporate into that. So um, all things considered, they're, uh, they're doing really, really well. Um, I think, you know, this is a crash course on, on how to pivot your business. And, it's something different when it's the economy or, or something like that, that, that dictates it. But when it's something completely out of your control and you have 90% of your revenue source, just dry up because of the government, et cetera, you have to learn to adapt and they're doing really well. All things considered, you know, it's, it's funny though, because they are, like I said, in their seventies, but they're super technologically uh, connected. And so now they're having to figure out, okay, how do I build a web store and how do we, how do we do deliveries and how do we take online orders and, just totally. having to change our entire business model. So, but they're doing well, they're doing really Good. well. So in terms of the, the brewery, how's the team doing? Like what, what, what did you guys have to do in terms of hard decisions once everything came down and, and it was uh, something that, uh, you know, obviously started to affect businesses? Yeah. So obviously, um, you know, the hardest decision was safety of the community and, and the people that work for us. Like that's point one. Um, and so right away, we we were it was really scary because you have to figure out okay do we completely shut down the tap room we were seeing you know cabin and annex and eighty eight and all these other companies that were like sorry we'll only be takeout and 
Um, you know, obviously you want to do what's right with the community and, and do what's right for your, you know, alongside your other beer vendors. And so we responded as, you know, decreasing the, the substantial size of, of our room. So we're, we're a small tap room where I think our, our total capacity is about 80, 80 to 90 people without the patio. So, um, you know, even when they started to mandate lower standards, we were still well below them, but responsibly we went down to 50 and then obviously that went to 25 before you knew it, it was just mandatory. We had to do it. So we, we pivoted our business to focus on direct out the door. Um, number one. So obviously a massive increase in crowler sales. So, um, still inviting people in and, and increasing our social uh, pushes through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, to try and really just get the word out that this is going to be our only avenue to sell. And a really big call to action went out to the community and the community responded massively. I think one of the most impressive things that we've experienced was that every single person that is a follower of, of ours or, or what have you, um, they showed up ready to buy crawlers. And that was massive for us. We, we were just blown away by that. So additionally, on top of that, you know, we had to look at staff and, um, you know, we, we haven't laid anybody off knock on wood and we have no anticipation of doing so. Um, you know, the staff for us is like family. And I think that, you know, as I mentioned before, we got on here, our, our family is four and five generations of oil and gas. And that's such a, uh, a, an oil and gas mentality to have is that the first thing we do is cut the good people that got us where we are. And that's not who we are. We are all about our, our business and our business is our people. So, so then from there, we, we increase the, the already stringent sanitary standards of our growler fills. And uh, so that meant that we still wanted people to bring growlers in and we go through a pretty rigorous dunking with gloves and all the things to make sure that that is sparkling brand new. And, um, and we just focused on, on trying to get beer out the door. And then from there, I mean, the only other thing we could do was uh, home delivery. And that was a big thing for us. So locally in Airdrie, we have Airdrie Dash Delivery and, uh, they were amazing because it usually takes five, six days to get you set up on their platform. And they did it for us in less than 24 hours. So we were able to then uh, offer our, our services to, to, for people to deliver at home who were quarantined. And it just took off from there. So um, we kind of started you know, to rally the community virtually now. We've got a hashtag called show us your Balzac. So uh, the great thing about that is we're asking people that purchase our beer and are sitting at home enjoying that. You just put us th that hashtag in there and then everybody kind of feels connected in that sense. And we're encouraging people to buy your buddy a beer, you know, totally. so home de delivery, buy your buddy a beer, send it to him. Um, you know, we're all going through a hard time and pay it forward and, and make it feel like you're sitting back in the tap room again. So that's awesome, man. So I guess you really touched on it. What my next question was going to be is how can people help? But they, that's really the biggest way, isn't it? Is, is, uh, you know, coming in, getting, getting some beer, um, if, if they want to come pick it up or, or have it delivered, like in terms of the, the community supporting you, is that, is that kind of number one there? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, because we, our whole business model is based around the tap room, you know, to have 85% of your business suddenly be shut off immediately. And we had have to pivot. Yeah. The best thing we can ask from a community is, is to try and support us by, ordering online, calling in orders, um, you know, coming to the tap room, filling up crawlers and growlers and, and getting the word out. Um, you know, we're trying to grow our, our reach with our home delivery. Um, but that's the number one thing that we ask right now is if people 
are interested to, to support, please, you know, uh, buy our beer and 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 try to uh, spread the word that we are delivering. Yeah, absolutely. So you're in the Balzac Airdrie area. Um, what's the vibe there, just as a community? What's uh, any any stories that stick out that have been happening? Maybe some feel good stories for somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly. Um, it, we get a lot of the the ripple effect from from the Calgary area, uh, but I will say that a lot of the people that are in Airdrie are, um, if I was to use a word like resilience, is is it? Um, everybody has come together so so impressive. Uh, it's been so impressive to watch everything from you know people are spreading the word about go support your local restaurants and when things started getting shut off you know there's a small little group in Airdrie called Abe's it's a husband and wife uh, team that they've got a little diner and um, you know they had to pivot their business just like everyone else and they've been overwhelmed with the amount of online orders that that have that have suddenly taken place and um, that's literally the vibe we're feeling in, in Airdrie right now everyone has come together. You know when they when they shut off the hockey arenas, you thought there was going to be a mass revolt, but right? It wasn't. Everybody was uh, was super supportive of it, and you know you're still seeing and, and and getting people that are are going outside and going for runs, and and there was some kids on the ODR the other day, and and you know I think that you know now it's obviously getting a little tighter, but um, people are finding ways to to get out and be a community still, and um, you know at the stores the the whole toilet paper fear and all of that stuff is is very real but there's an accountability that's happening um you know the community recognizes and and sees that the senior citizens and the people that are that are compromised are are in need of that a lot more than the rest of us so absolutely holding each other accountable it's pretty great that's cool man so are you spending most of your time at the brewery or at home right now uh, well, I mean, from a, from the brewery perspective, we, uh, Stu and Nola are running the brewery pretty significantly. They're, they're there every single day. My folks are, and, uh, uh, whether it be, we just actually just finished kegging yesterday. So the majority of the time is being spent there getting things ready and sanitized and, and getting ready for the rush from Wednesday to Sunday. So, um, yeah, we're just, we're just kind of managing that. And then from my perspective, I'm at home. I'm trying to do as much marketing and branding and emergency response as I possibly can. Right on. Um, and so your parents, they're, they're feeling healthy though. Like they're, they're good to go. Cause you mentioned they're in their seventies now. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, um, both farm strong people and, you know, my dad being in the patch for as long as he was like, he's got, he's, he's got the physical fitness of a 40 year old. So he could put me to shame still. And, um, so they're very, very hardy people and they're working hard and they've always been that way. So, right. um, it's, they're, they're doing really, really good. So is it a matter of, even if you told them to sit at home, they'd roll their eyes and tell you to shut up yeah. or what? They wouldn't do it. I mean, they, uh, <laughs> this is God knows how many, uh, near death the world is ending experiences they've already been through. So, um, they're, they're very salt of the earth people, um, they they don't like to cause panic in people. They like to believe that inherently all people are are good and the world's a good place. So they taught us that growing up, and um, I think they're more astounded at the amount of fear that comes from needless, you know, news and media that they can't control. And then what they see, it it, brought, it bothers them more to see what that does to their community than than anything else. Right. No, for sure. So. When you're at home, are you a are you are you a Netflix or a Crave guy, or are you a Disney Plus guy? 
Oh, Disney Plus all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Netflix is great when they have something pumped on, but Disney Plus is just good all the time. I mean, there's some stuff on National Geographic on that Disney Plus that just blows your mind. Really? Yeah. Although on Netflix, I will say they've got that new one, the 100 people experiment. And yeah, they- I saw that the other day. What's that about? They've just got weird things that they do. Like they, they've got an experiment where they put a hundred people in a room and then they put two pictures up on this big screen and they tell the same story of this, of these guys. And uh, they basically let the hundred people decide what kind of prison sentence they should get. And like the one guy is really like haggard and beat up and old looking. And they tell the story that this guy was caught in a room with a bag full of meth and stacked full of guns. And now he's been arrested. What prison sentence should he get? And then they, have the same group. They show a different picture and it's a young, good looking model guy. And they're like, you know, he was caught in a room with a bag full of meth and a bunch of guns. What prison sentence did he get? And they combine the two groups. And they, the guy that was haggard looking got on average, like five years more sentence than the wow. good Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It's a good That's, social experiment. That is okay. Cool. Cause I saw that come up on my feed and I, I didn't do it. I didn't look at it. So I will for sure. So in terms of maintaining some sort of mental health, because I mean, sitting at home all day um, when you're used to just go, go, go. Yeah. can be a challenge. Uh, any, any tips, anything that you do? Yeah. So I guess number one, I, I go for a run every single day. I think that that just boosts your mood and maintains some sense of normalcy. Totally. Um, you know, I think as well, there's a good, everybody talks about having a good starting routine to your day, but I think it's equally important to have a good ending routine to your day. So, uh, I personally have the calm app. Um, it's like a meditation app that you can have. Totally. So, yeah. My friend Jim Button recommended that to me a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're a high functioning person with like your brain is always moving, it's a great way to like shut down. Yeah, And then just little things like, um, you know, I put my phone away at around 8.30 every single night. I put it in a drawer and it's gone, at least right now. Um, and what that does, it just disconnects you from social media and from any pop-ups or any people. And the great thing about that is that it just lets you focus on what's best, and um, which is your family and, and, and just, you know, getting your, your mind right. Totally. And then you touched on, I was going to ask you about physical health, but uh, getting out there and, and doing that run every day, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm actually doing a 90 day challenge right now. And uh, it just is. Uh, and then my, my friend is actually a yoga instructor and he's forced me to do yoga. So he's sending me these videos and I'm not a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a Polish Canadian guy. So, I mean, I'm not really your prototypical yoga guy, but uh, he's got me doing this. And uh, the running I did already, but, uh, you know, it's something I look forward to every day. And, it, you know, it keeps – I see that, and I talk about this all the time, but there's that connection between the mental and the physical health, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I mean, you'll it, there's there's absolutely a connection. It's funny, actually, I, like I posted this on LinkedIn today, but when this all clears out and we get the thumbs up to start going back to what is going to be the new normal, I guess the question is, is like, what are you going to be – when that new normal comes, right? Are you going to be full of anxiety, 20 pounds over, you know, further in, in you know, hot, heavier in weight? Uh, that's like, you know, lack of trust and just like anxious that's, you know, got difficulties with your family and your friends? Or are you going to be somebody that took the time to read more books and connect with your friends and work out and get mentally prepared and are totally. going to come out of it better? Because the the way that we come out of this situation 
is how we're going to be able to help other people. Because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be coming out that need people like us that are going to be mentally strong and physically fit and you know have new new knowledge under their belt to help them. Totally. And once we're done with this, for us, the, the, the win is not going to be... This isn't about surviving so we can be a business still. It's about surviving so that when we're done, there's going to be people that need us. And that includes a place to come and be but it also includes a place that you can hold a, hold a charity event to help benefit a family. And that's why we're trying to strive to get through this so that we can help people when it's all done. Absolutely. And, you know, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I keep telling myself that, you know, for me, it's like, this is a test um, and pass the test. Right. Like, so, so when anytime something comes, comes to, you know, in this, in the last couple of days, just like, Okay. So that that's a test. And then you just sit back and you think about, okay, because when this is all said and done, you want to look back and you want to be able to say that uh, you did everything you could to pass the test. Right. So, yeah, I don't think anybody signed up for this. One. <laughs> exactly. Doggins um, would be the only one I know that would be like, yeah, I'll take that on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned reading. Do you have a favorite book? Uh, yeah, I enjoy all the books from Simon Sinek. Um, I think two books that I love as well. Is he the, uh, start with why guy? Yeah. Nice. He's got start with why leaders eat last. Um, those are great. I think Brene Brown is an incredible author and a very, uh, a very strong, uh, supporter of like a great sense of like all around mental health and physical health. Um, but I would say extreme ownership is probably my favorite book. Um, it's written by Leif Babin and Jocko Willick. And they're, the great thing is, is if you, if you read that book, um, you have to do it through the Audible book because these guys are ex-Navy SEALs and they're exactly what you would expect Navy SEALs to sound like. They've got the raspy voice and they just sound yeah. like they would whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah. so, but the book is all about um, how you take accountability and and uh, and apply that to day to day leadership, and they they take their stories from you know being Navy SEAL platoon leaders in major uh, battle situations and how they relate that to the real world today. And it's a very interesting dichotomy context because um, you know we talk about we get stressed out about leadership situations all the time, and the real leaders are the ones that have decisions to make that if they do not make the right decision, people die. Yeah. And that includes first responders, firemen, like all of those people. And, and so with guys like that, those are real leaders. And so when you start to see some of the lessons in that book and you think about how you apply that to your day to day, it helps you define like two roads, you know, and you, you just have to pick one of those roads. But at the end of the day, you know that no one's going to die when you make that choice. So, right. Very cool. Extreme ownership, extreme ownership. Okay. I'm going to take a look at that. So, you know, I ask about physical fitness and mental fitness because I know that there are people out there that are struggling with with those. Um, from a mental perspective, um, it's going to be, you know, it's a test for everybody right now. But there's some lonely people out there. There's some people struggling. Do you have any advice for, for people like, um, you know, something, something that uh, might help them carry on for their day? Yeah, I think honestly, uh, the, o- the only advice I, I- would be like comfortable to give in those situations is, is talk, talk to someone, you know, it's important. It doesn't matter if it's a good friend or family member or, or, you know, a professional, 
I think that in times like this, you know, we're literally going through an unprecedented moment. This has never been, this has never happened before. It's literally, we're watching history being written every day. And um, I think it's important to always connect with someone. The human race as a whole is a, is a herd species. You know, we thrive in packs and groups. And when you isolate yourself, it just, it makes it so much worse. Um, and so talk to someone and, and always be, be willing to, to lean on community to help you get through it. Absolutely. Um, so typically I have actually my friend JD, uh, co-hosting, um, oh, yeah. he wasn't able to, to do it today just cause you and I kind of did this on a, on a whim here, a which whim, has been yeah. awesome, but, yeah. um, we're creating an isolation soundtrack. So what song would you recommend that we add to it? <laughs> um, geez, anything by Sturgill Simpson. Um, is always good. I mean, what about Core Blood? Dragons from the ground. Let's do it, man. Dragons from the ground. Yeah. Okay, man. That's awesome. Um, so awesome. Like, really, seriously, thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, it's great to see that you guys kind of, as much as you can, you got everything um, under control from what you can control, right? Yeah. And uh, you just got your head down and you guys are working hard. Um, I look forward to meeting up with you when this is all over for a pint and, uh, yeah. 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 When it's done, Mark, we're going to have a hell of a party. It'll be, it'll be a responsibly held event. Uh, but we're, we're going to have a, we're going to have a hell of a party. Well, I'll, I think what we're going to do is hand out like, like meter sticks to every person there. And then everyone can just make sure that they're one meter stick away from each other, but right. yeah. yeah, we'll brand them up. It'll be great. It'll be yeah. so awesome. That was the most Canadian response I've ever heard. Um, so, yeah. So, Michael, um, just want to say thank you again. Stay safe. Uh, take care. Thanks for you know taking the time to share your story. Uh, my goal with this is I just want to get a cross-section of stories from across the province. And uh, so for you to take the time to kind of let us know what you guys are doing with there means a lot to me. And uh, hopefully uh, it'll inspire somebody that listens. Yeah, thanks, Mark. You know, I will say I'm very grateful that you're doing this. I think from the from the industry perspective, you know, as I mentioned before, everybody needs to lean on community, and um, I'm very grateful that you're becoming that that pillar that everyone can lean on right now. And uh, it's nice to be able to to listen to your podcast and hear other stories from other beer communities and other other people in the brewing scene and. And know that we're not alone. So keep doing what Absolutely. you're doing. Absolutely. You know, we, we call ourselves a community. And uh, that's one of the tests is uh, what are we doing to help the community right now? So let's yeah. pass that part of the test anyway. Yeah. Well, we're grateful for you, Mark. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for joining the podcast today. To learn more about how we are involved in the community, please visit letsmeetforabeer.com and albertabeerfestivals.com. Please remember to be kind and offer help wherever you can and never be afraid to ask for help. We're all in this together. Have a great day.